everybody and welcome to Tailgate Talks. This is week 84 and we are back with Club Red just like Texas Tech Baseball is back. We had a pretty exciting weekend for Texas Tech Baseball so that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we get into all of that, make sure you are following us on Apple and Spotify. Uh, Be sure to give uh, Tailgate Talks that five-star review on either platform. And if you listen to us on Apple, uh, give us that review. You can also follow the Tailgate on social media. Follow us on Twitter at Tailgate underscore Talks. It's where we do most of our interacting on social media uh, you can also follow our personal accounts there as well. You can follow Dustin at DustinWimmer22 and myself at Calvin B. Barrett. Uh, we also are on Facebook and Instagram, and we have a YouTube channel where you can catch little clips from the show uh, there for you on YouTube. So make sure you're following us there so you can catch those whenever they drop. And lastly, we do have an email, tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com, where you can message us with any questions, comments, or inquiries you have for the show. So with all of that being said, let's get into this week's Club Red. We're going to start this thing off right. Raiders! Man, I've been waiting all my life to do that. Well, Dustin, it was a successful weekend for Texas Tech baseball, one that was much needed. Uh, kind of has been a little bit of a down season, a lot of ups and downs. Pretty solid on Friday, Saturday, but you never know what you're going to get on Sunday or the weekday games. Uh, you're kind of projected to be outside of hosting a regional coming into that series. So, huge reason to gain momentum. And it all started Friday night with a big W over Oklahoma State. So let's just kind of go this game by game because each one provided uh, some fun, some heart attacks, all of that through each of them. So first game, we start off with a win Friday night to get uh, get started the right way. 7-6, to six, it was close. You had a grand slam from Cole Stilwell, which produced a pretty solid clip as he immediately put his guns up in the air after he crushed that. And then it was just holding on from there and seeing if your bullpen could do it. And uh, you end up winning that game in chaotic fashion. You've won a game stealing home. And now you've won a game throwing a dude out uh, in a pickle as he broke for home on what was a wild pitch that, you know, the you know Hudson White was able to block. So what was your thoughts on that Friday game that brought a lot of drama, a lot of great moments, and kind of a heart-stopping moment there to end the game? Yeah, this seems like the prototypical way, like the tech game plan for what we need to do this season, uh, any game, uh, whether it be game one, game three, game four, whatever. But we need to get up early get into their bullpen as quick as we can and not get into our bullpen until we have to because we kind of see it starts to trickle. Our leads always start to trickle away once we get into the bullpen, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth inning. So perfect setup, you know, today even Oklahoma State got on the board first, but we bounced back and still a big-time bomb, got us up, got up six to two, and then it started to trickle away one run at a time. And, man, 
that ninth inning, I don't know what that kid is doing. Um, I can't find his name right here. But so on third base, we just bring in Andrew Devine, who can't – I don't know what the hell he was doing. He threw two warm-up pitches over the catcher's head. He was already getting heckled by everybody in there because of that. First pitch, thank God, went right down the middle because his other three pitches were bouncing in the dirt so bad. Not even that, close. <laughs> and the, what's funny is the Oklahoma State announcers that are on the ESPN Plus broadcast even said, like, you know, they were referring to if one goes past the catcher and hits that uh, brick backstop, it comes back pretty quick. So be careful of trying to steal home. Well, these were, like, in the dirt, curveball-type situations. And even the – I guess they – we're just tempting that kid because that third one wasn't that far away anyways because he almost just got tagged standing up straight <laughs> before he turned around and got himself in the pickle but as soon as the camera zoomed out and the announcers were like he's started out. freaking out i was like what an idiot <laughs> this is yeah. an easy out and game over like you had an easy walk there would have been bases loaded with like one out or two outs i guess and a pitcher that can't find the strike zone, and you gave it all away very easily. It was great. Yeah, I tweeted out from the account after that. It was just next-level thinking by Tadlock there to put Divine in and just go have him throw three dirt balls. Uh, you yeah. know, really get that guy antsy, thinking that there's going to be a wild pitch for me to take on. And he obviously didn't get a good read on that ball as he – Took off and, you know, an exciting way to That's win what it. I want to know. Did he hear from the dugout to go? Was that his own thing? Yeah. That ball wasn't that far away. And it just, like, stopped. It wasn't, but it was on the other side of, you know, it was more on the sure. first base side. So maybe he thought it got away from him. And yeah. so by the time Hudson, he was already committed. And at that point, it was just, but, hey, you'll take the base running blunder. Yeah, right. we'll you get that. a W. So you start off the weekend nice big win already got yourself back in the okay now this might be this could be a regional team you go on the road beat number three oklahoma state that leads to saturday which was the most comfortable game of the series handled that one well uh bird cell does what he does got another grand slam this time from the freshman owen washburn Uh, your freshman this series played really well uh washburn great in this game hudson white had a home run in this game kurt wilson added a home run uh, and your bullpen locked it down in those last two innings. Divine redeemed himself, came in, got a one, two, three, ninth inning. Uh, yep. So you help, you know, get the win nine to three there. Uh, not really much to add on to that one, unless you had anything you wanted to uh, put in on that Saturday game, maybe. Uh, yeah, Owen Washburn, man, big Big Twelve newcomer of the week, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, freshman. Um, he had seven RBIs this whole weekend, four in that one hit on Saturday, which really, it put the game out of reach in the fifth and went from four to one to eight to one real quick. And there made everything pretty comfortable because, you know, as we've seen, we're not, three and four runs is not comfortable for us with our bullpen. And so more like eight to one, eight to two, as it ended up, was much, much better. Um, And those, I keep coming back to these, those announcers for Oklahoma State because they were, pretty terrible to have to listen to on ESPN plus um I know our guys do much better of not being as uh what do you call it bias yeah super biased 
mean, well, one of those guys, has, you know, one his, of his kid is his yeah, kid his is son coach. is freaking coach. So he's <laughs> even more like a display. Yeah. Hey, they they were loving um, our pitcher that Brandon Birdsell that day. Man, they were all over him and loved him and gave him a lot of praise. But he had a great game, seven seven innings, pretty smoothly too. I mean. If he wasn't at 97 pitches, I think he'd go back out there for another one. <laughs> yeah, he just was super consistent, and that's kind of what you come to expect from him is he's just going to go out there and he's going to give you six, seven innings of, of good baseball. And as long as you're able to get runs on the board, you're going to have a really good chance of winning out all of his games. And so that brought us to Sunday where you've won the series. Oh, man. You've done this multiple times where you've won the series. You're like, wow, big series win. You haven't been able to capitalize on Sunday. Uh, but this time it's a different story. You get five solid innings from Chase Hampton, came out there, battled, had some trouble, but was always able to shut down any threats. Uh, your offense, again, was uh, able to produce runs. Again, your freshman uh, had clutch base hits from, uh, again, Owen Washburn and, again, Hudson White, Jace Young, Finally, was able to do a little bit of damage in this game, getting a home run to start you off. And then it was, once again, giving a decent lead to the bullpen and just holding on for dear life. Uh, you're able to do so, get the 6-4 to four victory as Becker came in and made it interesting, but was ultimately able to strike out the last batter, get out of the jam, and get you out of the weekend with a sweep. What did you think about the Sunday closeout game and really – an impressive performance from Chase Hampton, I thought. That's what I was going to start with. Welcome to the show, Chase Hampton. All right, we got a Sunday pitcher for once. Happy to and have you. He's been there a lot of times, but he finally showed up on Sunday to pitch. Yeah. He had five great innings, only one earned run, nine strikeouts, and only three hits. And honestly, we gave him a six to one lead um, to give to the bullpen. He gave us some comfort room there as well. And, yeah, we were able to hold on and finish that one off. And that was a, a great sweep against an Oklahoma State team who they had all the chips to win the Big 12 in their own hands going yeah. into this series, you know, with two series left. Um, and now they're definitely going to end up in about third place with that. So good for us jumping them. Huge for our RPI and Big 12 standings because now two games back, I know we'll talk about what's coming up, but – Good, good for us to have Chase Hampton show up, have the bullpen. You know, they were kind of clutch. I mean, they were clutch enough, I guess you'd say, um, in all their circumstances this weekend, whereas it's not always been the case. I wouldn't say they were fully, like, clutch, right. reliable. They were clutch enough. Yeah. That's all we needed. So They're just good, good enough them. to get the job. Just, just enough, you know, maybe give up a hit or a walk, but then, you know, throw a strike to get a – out or double play or pop up or something like just don't give up a home run or walk too many guys and they they didn't so great job for them great job chase hampton owen washburn all weekend amazing amazing sweep to set us up for this next weekend yeah and it goes kind of back to the conversation we had a lot with basketball and projections and all of that stuff you know you had a big chance to make a statement this weekend you were able to do so and you set yourself yep. set yourself up well for now being able to host a regional after that. So definitely that series, did that change your mind on anything? I know we've been, uh, you and me been a little bit down on this team and I think rightfully so you see people out there on Twitter kind of getting mad. 
in a down season. We're still, you know, competing for a Big 12 championship. I think there is a reason to be a little bit down on this team this year. We've watched this on Sundays. We've watched this lose te- to teams like New Mexico and ACU during the right. week. There's been major question marks, but I don't, but that's the level that Tadlock has risen this program to is that we expect College World Series and we expect a host right. regional. So when you're not in that conversation for a little bit, it's a, I think it's okay to be down on this team. Uh, so what are your thoughts kind of on that conversation that you kind of see on social media and everything? Yeah, and it, it is a down season for yeah. where Tadlock has raised us up to, which is a good thing. I think exactly. we've talked about it very many times, and I just mentioned it. We haven't been reliable in the bullpen um, at all. Um, like I said, we were clutch enough this week, uh, this last weekend. Um, but then, yeah, that third and fourth pitcher, we don't have figured out. And, you know, even even in past years, we were able to find, like, the do-shedder combo. Right. Um, something to fill in that third start. And we don't have – don't have it figured out just yet, but we don't have that, and we don't have the experience out of the bullpen either um, to make it work. I, I do like our offense and our defense, I guess. Um, if, like I said, if we can get up enough early and get like a six to one, I think we can hold on. But that's not a great recipe to get to Omaha with and win. Yeah, you know, back to back tournament games um so do i have more confidence yeah because now we've seen it and like okay we can do this but i'm not gonna be overly confident because it's only the first time we've seen it happen this whole year yeah so i'm not gonna get comfortable with that and expect that um even though this next sunday or saturday i guess game three might be the most important game of our whole season yeah i think it if if Chase Hampton can come out here again this weekend and give you another solid performance, I think that definitely changes everything for this baseball that would team. Help because big time. having three guys you can rely on to get you at least five innings is going to be huge moving forward. Um, you know, in regionals, it's very really important to have a lot of arms just in case you do have a fourth game. And right now, I just don't think we have the arms that are going to be able to get you through that. But if you have the arms to maybe get you three straight wins hey, you can get out of a regional uh, and you can get out of a super with, you know, two really good pitchers. But, you know, that's where I think it, it really lies on can Chase Hampton become that reliable third starter for you that opens up yeah. everything that gives Tadlock the chance to start him in that first game like he normally likes, you know, to kind of save your best two pitchers for the next game. So, And then, you know, can guys like Mason Molina and Austin Becker, mm-hmm. can those guys keep hanging on for us? I really like – let me find his name. It's the big dude out of the bullpen. Bridges. Bridges. I like him. He doesn't get a lot of time out there. I don't know why, but I like when he comes in. So, I mean, I like Molina, Becker, and and Bridges out of those guys. But It's a weird, weird bullpen because you'll have a guy come in and get, like, two outs immediately. or It's a quick leash, I'll tell you that. It's a and quick pull. Yeah, all of a sudden it's, like, one hit and – they they just lose control. It's like walk walk after that. Like they can't take one thing bad happen, and then they just completely lose their minds. It feels like, uh, and, and then it's hard to find a guy who can come in in a tight spot. So um, there's a lot of work to be done. But I, I feel like Tadlock pressed the right buttons over the weekend with that, and, and you know he's pretty good around this time of year. 
So maybe he's kind of figuring out who he can trust in certain, certain situations. And so we'll kind of see that. But Dustin, we got a big weekend ahead of us. Oklahoma State set us up for a chance yep, yep. at the Big 12 championship. And that's in your own hands this week. Tell them what we've got to look forward to. Yeah, this weekend at Texas Tech, we have Oklahoma coming to town. Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. Um, bumping it up a little bit because obviously the next weekend is going to be the Big 12 tournament. So you got to get this one done a little sooner. Um, and right now, so I'll stay on Oklahoma Tech for a second before yeah. a little further projection. Oklahoma, they're 13-8 and eight in the conference. They're sitting fourth right now. They're okay, but we've seen they got some bats, and their offense yeah. is pretty solid. They're not they're no slouch, you know. Um, they're really only 6-6 six six on the – only six and six on the road, though, so I see that as a big weakness for especially when we are 20 and three at home this year. So obviously we like playing in front of our own people, so that's going to be great. But they did, we did play a, I guess, open type game with them earlier this year in April up in Amarillo. They did beat us nine to 14 in that one, but again, that was one of our, you know, fourth, fifth, whoever can pitch kind of situations. Um, but don't slouch on their bats for sure. But we're currently two games back of TCU in the standings. Let me click the right tab. That would help. But they got two wins up on us, so if we sweep here and get three more wins, it's ours. It's over. No one behind us can, can catch us. Now, if we only win two, go two and one here, we split, and TCU takes it because their sweep on us earlier this year. So it's all in our hands. Um, I think you get a share. I think you get a share of the conference oh, dude, title. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. That's so. nice. Big 12, all-inclusive. Way to go. Yeah. They, championship. <laughs> um, you know, one well, team in the championship except for almost every sport where there can be two champions. <laughs> I know. But, of course, it's going to come down most likely to Sunday. You're going to have mm -hmm. that 16th win to tie TCU or going into Saturday the game three, and it's going to be up to Chase Hampton and the bullpen to see if they can pull off a – Big 12 championship on a Saturday afternoon, probably. Yeah, exciting weekend, especially, you know, for a team that a couple weeks ago you didn't think had a shot at winning. And a down all of a sudden here it's right in front of you. Uh, you go out there and sweep at your Big 12 champs, uh, and you just got to get two to get a share of the title. So um, it, it is cool that even in down years you're still uh, competing for Big 12 championships, and that's just kind of It's kind of crazy to see, like, some of these – teams that were projected to do so good. Like Oklahoma wasn't projected to do this good. Texas was obviously projected to win. They're a 500 team in the conference. Baylor was supposed to be pretty decent. Yeah. They're 6 and 15. They TCU's gone through suck. a coaching change. I, I didn't think anybody really had them being this competitive in the conference. TCU. Who's that? Yeah, and they've had some down years the last couple years too. Uh, so they've kind of bounced back to where they used to be, you know. The last five. God, did you see what they did ago. to Kansas? Thirty to three. Yeah, they put up a score like we did thirty oh, to two, thirty three. We put up a twenty eight to two on Kansas earlier this year. Um, see, that, there's where we talked earlier this year, like losing one game to Kansas and one game to Kansas State. We'd already be yeah. there, tied with TCU, if we didn't mess around those two Sunday games yep. with those guys. And the easy, easy wins. Kansas has four wins on the conference season, and we gave yep. them one. So it's like 
man, win those easy ones and you make this weekend way easier on yourself. You need just one win. This team's just it. so bizarre. How, like, because on Friday, Saturday, you're probably one of the best five teams in the country. But on Sunday, you're like, you know, yeah. probably not even a ranked squad. But you're just so good on those two days that it carries. Yeah, so I want to talk about that real quick. Uh, rankings right now, and you talked re- possible regional host. We're the only – we have the longest running – host of regional in the country at five straight i do believe five of the last six years of no 2020 um but right now we're on the outskirts still looking in even after last weekend we bumped ourselves Mm -hmm. up quite a bit um right now we're sitting probably like four three four or five spots out um projected right now in the vanderbilt region they're ranked like 14th with dallas baptist who we were we're pretty familiar with um but our rpi is where it's killing us is you know our ranking we're top five we got back in that this year but tournament comes down to rpi and your total body of record and those losses to like grand canyon and midweek games to oklahoma and all these other teams like have bumped us down we're 34th in rpi that's what's holding us back is not being able to win those midweek games yeah. and the easy conference games against like kansas so a sweep would definitely bump us up into that conversation um and get us into that you know top 16 to host a yeah and like you said it's all out in front of you hey go win a series against oklahoma and and you'll, honestly, i think if you uh, win the series against oklahoma get your grab a share of the big 12 championship I, I think you have a pretty good argument to host and then of course you got a big 12 tournament on top of that to go make an extra statement too honestly if you go sweep this and win the big 12 i think it's pretty hard for them to keep you it might be hard for them to keep you out of the super regional I mean, just because you have a great track record, you're a conference champion in a good baseball conference, um, you might be lucky enough to get up into that that number eight, seven, or eight seed. I mean, you're not that far out of it. So if you can go win three games and take the Big 12, you can really bump yourself up pretty good. Yeah, so cheers, Tech Baseball. I got a couple shots I got to pay off, so I'm going to get one of those done here. delicious um so cheers to tech baseball i got one more week on my no drinking guys i'll be back next week on it it's gone real well it's gone real well we were hanging out a little over the weekend he was drinking some sparkling waters uh you bet they they looked delicious delicious. uh it was a hot day so i'm sure that helped but so good for tech baseball getting back in the race and let's hope that they get it together again this weekend and that we can claim a big 12 uh, championship trophy that would be really awesome so um check in with us next week we will wrap up the regular season uh, hopefully have some good things to talk about next weekend and get ready for the big 12 tournament but before we get out of club red we've got a little story time for you guys uh, dustin had himself a dream and so we are club red dreaming with dustin right now so dustin <laughs> Tell us about this dream that you told me about about five days ago that I've had to wait to figure out what what the hell this dream was. Oh, man. Yeah, I I wanted to tell you so bad, but I was like, oh, I need to save it for the podcast. And it was a pretty vivid dream, so I remember most of it. Um, Yeah, when did I text you this? Like, I don't know, Thursday night or something. But I had a dream that AMAC, our new uh, center, 
Utah Valley calls me off Instagram. <laughs> I don't know why he called me. But I look down on my phone and I'm like, why is he calling me? He calls me, so I'll pick it up and answer it. Um, you know, we're all excited for this guy to come to Tech and see what he can do. And he tells me that Oklahoma, the Oklahoma City Thunder have told him they're going to take him late in the second <laughs> round. <laughs> I don't even know if they have a late second round pick, but I was just like, no. And he was going to take, you know, keep himself in the NBA draft, not come to Tech. And I just remember vividly like, this is a good 20-minute phone conversation of me trying to convince him, like, to stay with Tech and Oklahoma City sucks. Yeah, the 34th pick, Dustin. <laughs> Don't go. Well, that's not how this dream went. <laughs> they might trade to a late pick. Know. I don't know. It was a late second-round pick, and it was Oklahoma City. The fucking Thunder were going to mess up our next Texas Tech season by taking AMAC, <laughs> and he not – you know, coming to Lubbock, and he goes to Oklahoma City. <laughs> this, if the Oklahoma City ends up drafting him comes true, I doubt he's going to just call you on, on Instagram. I, I highly doubt the probability of that. But, but it was a very Oklahoma vivid dream. It was awesome, kind of, that he called you. me and we had this conversation. <laughs> that happens, I'm blaming you. But maybe we should reach out to AMAC and see no. if he'll come on and, uh, <laughs> and talk to you so that part of the dream can kind of come true. Oh. I know. <laughs> yeah, that was my dream. Very vivid. Very yeah. Not not exciting, I guess, because he I was not going to come like here. He was dominating this, so. uh, some game that you were watching. No, that's what I want. Instead, you have him going <laughs> to the Oklahoma City Thunder. So um, that's not what we want. No, they, yeah, it's that, the Thunder's fault. That that's would be bad fault. if he ended up getting drafted, as he has been your biggest addition this uh, this off season so far. But all right, that does it with. Uh, Club Red Dreams with Dustin <laughs> this this week. Tune in next week where <laughs> uh, any other crazy dreams we will recap on there. But that's all we got for you guys this week in Club Red. The basketball news has been super slow lately. Um, we're still waiting on that roster to you know finalize. Uh, but right now, uh, there's there's some talks of uh, Dom Welch from uh, Saint Bonaventure is a player to keep an eye on. The Elijah Fisher saga continues as we've had many people report that he is going to commit to us, yet he has not. Uh, and there's a couple other players out there in the mix like Matthew Mayer, Baylor's Matthew Mayer and some other guys. So maybe as some dominoes begin to fall and players uh, get out of the NBA draft, maybe some more things will take shape there. But nothing really to report this week. So is it... As always, if anything does break, we will you know, make sure we get that covered next week. But as I said, that's it for this week in Club Red. Make sure you are following Tailgate Talks on Apple and Spotify. Give us those five-star ratings, five stars for the club. And make sure you're also following us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and most importantly, our Twitter account at Tailgate underscore Talks, where you can keep up with us daily on there as news breaks things happen we're always pretty good about getting some post and reaction off to that but that will do it for this week club red is closed uh, stick with us this week as we go over to the tailgate talk some nba playoffs and everything like that all right we will catch y'all next week Peace.